0: Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. Um, First, a shout out to all of you guys who continue to make Harris Rules the number one bestseller on Amazon. I suspect some of you are getting sick of us thanking you for making it the number one bestseller, but we're going to continue to do so anyway. Um, And you guys should know by now that the book is available as a Kindle download through the 15th of September for only 99 cents. And then after that, the publisher is going to make the price. I think 15 or 20 bucks. Where this is the pre-marketing phase, we're trying to get past 100 reviews. Help us get there, guys. By doing that, it'll help us to actually uh, get a better shot at getting some bigger uh, PR, maybe getting on, you know, some national TV shows and CNBC and Bloomberg and things like that with this book. So really, I sincerely, some of you guys are. I mean, you're really gratuitous with your praise and I always appreciate you guys thanking us. It does matter that you're listening and that you're appreciative. We're appreciative of all of you, but look guys, If you are looking for a way to say thank you, please go to Amazon and buy the book and leave us a great review. Like I said, we're trying to get over 100 reviews, and that opens up the door for all kinds of potentiality in in terms of um, added exposure for the book. So today's topic is going to be on working with investors, and this is another one of the topics. That we're focusing on because so many of you guys are really loving this idea. This is a spoke, and so um, before we get to uh, the actual meat of it, Julie's got to have uh, Julie's got a couple folks that she wants to recognize as well. I think one of which is actually a review for the book on Amazon. Julie.
1: Yes, thank you for that, and I apologize for perhaps mispronouncing your name. You have a tough last name. This is from Lisa F. The Mew. I was my best shot at it. So thank you for your five star review, Lisa. She writes quickly. This book encapsulates the transformative mindset I gained from their great coaching. It's a mindset of taking action now to get ourselves on the path towards success in real estate. This is a practical, skills based approach that will pull you away from the endless perfecting of your website or your marketing or whatever's keeping you at your desk and not making money. With Tim and Julie, you will fill your days with money making activities every working day. It has worked for me and I'm so thankful for for it. And we're thankful for your great five-star review there, Lisa. We really appreciate you. I do remember I have spoken with you before. I know who you are, and thank you for being a great example of actually using the rules that are in the Harris Rules book. Now we're going to go over to our private Facebook page. And this is an interesting little mini question. We'll do a quick answer to this, Tim, from Matt Doby. He says, uh, Julie and Tim Harris, what are you recommending to do when you have a market that's truly dried up as far as for sale by owners and expireds? I haven't had a new expired in over a week and only five new for sale by owners. The market here is out of control, and many for sale by owners are selling fairly easily. Where or how would you attack this? And before we give our two cents here, I wanted to also shout out to Coach Rochelle who says, this is, she was responding to him, this is why we always recommend multiple spokes. Add REO, BPO, short sales, networking, open houses, new construction, door knocking, etc. Always follow the multiple spokes model. But Tim, my thought, and I'm interested to see your take on this too. So we hear this a lot about for sale by owners and expireds, and when we drill down, often the agent is very micro-focused on a certain zip code or area code of the MLS. And expanding both geographically as well as back in time to older expireds and maybe uh, older for sale by owners as well, both geographically and price wise Usually does a trick. Yeah. Yes, and price, price ranges, ranges too. too.
0: Sometimes point. you you guys will say, There's no expireds and we'll say, Well, where did you guys look? We're looking with I'm looking within a three second area of my front door and houses over a million dollars. Well, guess what? There are no expired <laughs> you know, Julie just gave you some great ideas. I promise you in your marketplace there's expireds. I promise you there's withdrawn listings. I promise you that there's listings that are probate listings. I promise you that there's listings that are underrepresented, at aka for sale by owners. I promise you that if you go to Zillow and make me move, you're going to the make me move section, you're going to find some listings there. It's pretty much the only reason we suggest you go to Zillow as an agent, by the way. I promise you that there's going to be some for rent by owners that would hypothetically put a house for sale, uh, sell a house if you were to call them. I promise you if you call your centers, look guys, there's a list of over 50 places that You can go after uh, listing leads specifically that don't cost you anything. We're not advocates of buying business. Matter of fact, we hate the idea of you guys buying business. Hate it. And uh, so you're going to have to learn how to do the work. You have to learn how to basically make yourself uncomfortable, get out of your comfort zone, as Lisa said so accurately in the book review, and uh, get your skills on. That's really the bottom line. Now, here's a good idea for you, or I think something will make all of you guys. Uh, feel a little bit more uh, encouraged, optimistic. We're entering into the time of year when all of the realtors who are part-time or at least not really actively involved in real estate, they're completely out of the game. They might show up to office meetings and tours, and if someone's giving away free donuts, you can pretty much be guaranteed they're going to show up for that. But other than that, they're not actively active in the real estate industry. So you're going to start finding that the places that you've been maybe prospecting before where you did face some competition, that competition is gone, on vacation for the rest of the year, and like I said, they don't announce it. You'll really see that's true at the end of October. So for those of you who are listening, and there's 100,000 of you that are regular listeners to this podcast – You cannot be like one of those agents that basically checks out. Around Halloween, for some reason, agents will go door-to-door, collect their candy, and then basically be done for the rest of the year. And again, I don't think it's a formal decision that they make. It's just basically a behavioral thing that they do. And that is always the best time to go after the business. Oh, you know what, Julie? I um, I can see where you're going to round the bend on the on the um, spokes in the wheel and bring it back to our topic. But I want to remind everybody, mm-hmm. everybody who purchases the book for ninety nine cents, you're going to be invited to be part of an exclusive mastermind that Julie and I are starting uh, mid or I'm sorry, mid September, probably around September fifteenth or sixteenth, and that's going to be a mastermind that Julie and I are going to do. And the focus of the mastermind is going to be turbocharging your business for the rest of the year. So what we're going to do is we're going to <laughs> Uh, by uh, any, ways, any means possible, we're going to force you guys to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, um, and we're going to give you really unfiltered information. So on this podcast, and frankly, even on Premier Coaching sometimes, we are trying to temper what we say because we know we have to appeal to the broadest of audiences, um, but on our our masterminds, we're going to take the gloves off, and we're going to really call you guys out individually. And again, the motivation for us to do this is so that you have massive momentum going into 2018. This mastermind we've done in the past um, this time of year, and we typically charge 90-day program. We've charged $2,000 in the past. So all you have to do now to get free access to that is you have to buy the book, and we'd appreciate it after you've read a couple chapters. We don't want any fake reviews. Um, We'd appreciate it if you give us a real review, what you actually think about the book. And I can tell you that a lot of the folks that are leading us review Uh, leaving us reviews, have read the book. By the way, Mr. Ermer, I appreciate you putting your post up or your uh, feedback on the book. Great advice for realtors, not just realtors, as these rules do apply to all businesses. Uh, This is really a no BS approach to getting things done and staying ahead of the game. Congratulations, Tim and Julie, for knocking this one out of the park. So Julie, let's roll back in and let's talk about uh, working with filters.
1: You got it. And you mentioned Kindle, guys. You don't have to have a Kindle device to download. It can go right to your iPad or your other device. So don't worry about that. Just go there and download it, and you'll figure it out. You guys are smart. Okay, so we're talking about it. Oh, Julie Julie
0: corrected me. Julie corrected me. No, let's get this right, Julie. Eileen uh, uh, Ermer, it's a miss, not a mister, so I
1: I apologize, Eileen, if you're listening. Okay, because I know who that is. Okay, no worries. Okay, good. Okay, so here's the thing. We're talking about multiple spokes. Think about the question we just handled from the Facebook group. Here's a secret spoke that many of you don't work. You haven't been that exposed to it, so we're going to help you with that. Here's the secret. For every 20-plus leads that an investor generates, usually only about one becomes a deal for that investor for various reasons, right? Not their price point, not, they're not making enough, whatever it is. So here's a question. What happens to their other 19 leads? Those should become listing leads for you. How can you get investors to send you their turndowns? You can then call their leads for them and or for you and pre-qualify them. You take what makes sense for you. You turn back over to them what makes sense for them. So another secret to this, building your investor relationships is now more critical than ever with the advent of, you guessed it, instant offers, Some of you who have routinely blown off investors or kind of poo-pooed them that they're not loyal or you don't like them for whatever made-up reason you've got, too bad for you. You have to deal with them now because of the instant offer thing. And if you're not sure what we're talking about, go to previous podcasts. We did a whole series and a white paper about instant offers. Just another reason why you have to get into this investor end of things. Third secret, familiarize yourself with investor jargon and practices some of you understand this spoke and why it's important, but you haven't gotten into it because the terminology intimidates you and the different practices versus what you're used to with your regular residential stuff is different. So how do you do that? Well, I love the website Investopedia. Uh, read up on their investor articles. I read that every morning. Um, it'll get you familiar with their terminology Put it as part of your regular real estate education. And also go to auctions. See how the auctions work and know the rules. Just get better exposure. Does that make sense, Tim?
0: It does. So what we're going to do is take a quick coffee break because I am almost half out. And then when we come back, we're going to give you a list of the specific places that you can go to meet investors. We're going to tell you what to say. We're going to tell you how to say it. Like always, guys, we're going to keep this practical, tactical, and do our best to get you guys into action so you can help folks and make money. Give us two seconds. Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris is brought to you in part by Firepoint. real estate industry is changing and you don't want your team to be left behind. You know that long-term success is built on staying one step ahead of your larger competitors. FirePoint is built by disruptors for disruptors like you. FirePoint is more than just another CRM. With FirePoint, know where your leads are coming from, communicate quickly and easily with your team, and know your true return on investment. FirePoint is the solution for those who are or who want to be at the cutting edge of the real estate industry. Schedule your demo at firepoint.net today. All right, so we're back. Now, here's the mindset I want you guys to have working with investors as we approach these ideas. So investors themselves can be Mom and pops, they can be like Julie and I are basically mom and pop investors. They can be uh, institutional investors. In your marketplace, some of you guys are dealing with these massive hedge funds that have become investors in purchasing properties. Uh, And you guys are in North Carolina, you're in Indianapolis, you're in uh, northern parts of Atlanta. You're seeing these big institutional investors, they've come into town, been in town really for a while, and they're paying retail for houses. Sometimes going over asking price, they have become a good reason why so many of the lower end houses are no longer for sale because they've purchased them and they're making them into long term rentals. You might be in other markets where your investors are looking for lots that basically can be good places for tear down, you know, for uh, new development, things like that. The investors have been, and for any top producer we've ever coached, one of their best consistent sources of income if you have three or four of these investors chances are they're always going to be wanting to do a real estate deal with you either sell something or buy something as we go through these ideas you guys are going to see different you know again our job is to plant the seeds you guys need to run with these ideas so julie let's just jump right in
1: that's right so here's your action plan to actually find those investors and to tim's point they come in different flavors so that's why we have different bullet points Uh, Point number A, I did these in letters for some reason, uh, go to meetup.com and join investor groups. Now, meetup.com is not a dating site. Some of you guys think that it is for many different types of meetings. Meetup.com to join investor groups. There's a lot of other cool stuff you can find there for expanding your center of influence, and investor groups is one of the best ways to do that. Point B, accountants, CPA firms, they have clients with financial issues. Sometimes those clients have to sell their homes. Sometimes they have to reinvest their funds via a 1031 exchange. Just start with your own accountant so that you start those conversations and become more comfortable and then add at least five more accountants or CPA firms. Again, they sell for different reasons, sometimes good, sometimes bad, doesn't matter listing leads or listing leads. Point C, simple postcards and letters, bomb-bomb videos, with a powerful USP. What's a USP? A unique selling proposition. In other words, why does somebody want to call you? Using phrases like quick closing, all cash, instant offer. Use 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE to lead capture and track which of those phrases works best for you. You know, Tim, we already have some clients using the instant offer thing uh, combined with Bomb Bomb video, and they're already selling houses that way. So we know that this works. And then you can apply that same knowledge to not just Bomb, bomb video, but you could do postcards, door hangers, et cetera. Anything you want to and add to that? No, I, it's I, the marketing I, end. Well,
0: I always think about the first-time listener, and they're going, "Oh my gosh, what are these guys talking about? Instant offers? Yeah. Look, go back to go to timandjulieharris.com and uh, go to the search bar and put in the word instant offers. And then there's four or five podcasts where we basically between our actual podcast and the uh, written uh, description of the show on the website will lay out exactly what you guys should be doing We took the white paper and we made it into, I think it was four or five posts on the website. So just go and put in instant offers and you guys can kind of walk through exactly what you need to be doing. Uh, And I don't even want to talk about it, but we have given you guys the exact steps that you need to be taking to start your own instant offers program. And if you're not seriously considering implementing one of these programs immediately, if nothing else is a marketing play, you are totally and completely missing a huge opportunity in the marketplace to attract sellers to you. And I don't care how hot your market, I was having a coaching call with Brandon Jackson this morning, and Brandon's a listener, so great realtor, and he was telling me about the fact that he had a great listing uh, uh, call him because of an instant offers uh, you know, solicitation that he put out there, and they wanted to sell a really incredibly easily sold house, and it wasn't a lot of money, but the fact is the house it was a great retail house. They didn't want to screw around trying to put it for sale. They just wanted to sell it, and so Brandon and I talked about how he could sell it to an investor, or how he could buy it himself. There's so many people out there, guys, despite what your mindset might be, who just don't want the hassle of selling their house. A lot of you guys get stuck on the fact that, oh, somebody's selling their house. Their whole mission in life is to maximize the return on that investment. Yes. No, well, it's to maximize the return on their investment. Yeah. That's not always the case. A lot of people put their house for sale, because, and they don't want to have to deal with a household selling it. They much they sell it for less. It, and, again, going back to the Instant Offers article on the website, we, uh, we compare it to, like, CarMax. You guys could retail your own car, but it sucks. Why not just basically go and trade it into CarMax? And that's obviously what millions of people do every year. That's where we think in the real estate, you know, Biosphere, if you want to call it that, where instant offer type uh, uh, you know offers are going to fit in, do the same thing, and you guys will find all kinds of interesting business coming your way. Uh, Julie talked about uh, attorneys, family law attorneys, real estate attorneys. This is point D. They know people who have to sell a home, let her follow up by a phone call or a pop-by. Uh, next relationship, uh, next idea is appraiser relationships. You need one in your back pocket anyway, so go check, uh, you know, check your pricing now and then. Uh, and interestingly enough, appraisers, once you get to know the appraisers that are active in your marketplace, they'll call you about properties that you had listed. Either you had listed or you brought the buyer that they're thinking about using for an appraisal so make sure when you're uh, get those calls and you get them into your voicemails you guys oftentimes just delete them you want to call them back and befriend those guys because they can give you interesting market knowledge you wouldn't otherwise have appraisers are often called prior to the listing agent um, and also you know become a bpo agent and you get the heads up on all on properties. so we're going to we're going to stop there because i know what you guys are thinking let me look in Julie's notes to make sure she didn't talk about this. Nope. You guys are thinking, all right, Tim, you just told me to call an accountant. You just told me to call, you know, a lawyer. You just told me to do something, but I don't know what to say. So before we give you guys more lists of folks to call, let's talk about what to say. Okay? Let's say for example, you're gonna call a um well, all this is for my LA clients. So in LA if you guys want to sell the most expensive real estate, and we show you how to do this as part of the coaching program, you need to work with business managers. The business managers, for the most part, don't just work with celebrities. The business managers work with pretty much everybody. In major markets, that's actually kind of it's normal. And what a business manager does, some of you guys need business managers, a business manager literally can go all the way down to managing all aspects of your finances, paying your bills, monitoring all your investments, watching all your inflows and your incomes, all all the rest of it, that's what a business manager does. They are basically like you're all-seeing financial god. Now, a lot of you guys hate the idea of having a business manager. I get it. Well, guess what? In LA, a lot of rich people have business managers because it's one less thing for them to worry about. These business managers are an absolute huge source of business if you're wanting to work the upper end business. If you're in New York, it's not so much, but it's similar. Down in Miami, not so much, but it's similar. So business managers, for example, in L.A., there are specific networking groups that these business managers basically frequent, and they're going to meet at fancy places like the Montage in Beverly Hills. They're going to have private networking groups. How do you find out about these groups? You do a little bit of digging around, but you're going to find that you can, without too much effort, discover that there's business manager um, almost like meetups that will happen maybe once a month, twice a month. Also, the other thing you can do is you can just literally start cold calling these business managers with leads of people that you know that might need them as a – in other words, you come across somebody who's interested in possibly hiring a business manager. You say, I know this great potential business manager you might want to speak with. You call up these guys, and you continuously send them business. For example, taking this in a different direction, loan officers, you will find, again, these loan officers are going to – there's loan officers that work specifically in the high end. That's all they do. By high end, I mean like a couple different things. In a market like LA, you have high end that's going to be just normal high end people and you're going to have high end people that are famous high end people. Um, You'll have a tendency to see these uh, types of loan officers that will work on stuff that's like five million and above. I know for the most – I'm from Ohio. Julie and I are from Ohio, so this stuff seems almost like it's hard to wrap your mind around. I'm telling you all this because it parallels in your marketplace at, at the same time. So what you need to do is you need to identify who those loan officers are, and you call them up, and they're going to blow you off, not once, twice, but ten times. And so what you've got to start doing is sending them leads. If you send them leads, if they see you're trying to do business with them, they're going to respect you, and they're going to send you a lead back, and that's how it works. I know when Julie and I sold real estate, there was a high-end uh, loan officer, his first name was Jeff, that we used to send deals to. And Jeff would. Uh, Jeff was uh, great at working the high end. He'd meet him at the golf course. He'd do all the rest of it. Yep. And you know, Remember Jeff. Uh, yep. And Jeff would send us business. Jeff would say, you know, I have so and so. They want to put this house for sale. They were going to refinance it. They decided it's time to move up. And that's how. That's how you guys can build these you know, professional networks. Now, this is a conversation about working with investors. What we're trying to do is plant more seeds so you guys can see all the different opportunities. For those of you who believe that you have to buy your business, business is everywhere. So, Jaleigh, let's pick up where we left off, and let's talk about, I think, maybe one of the more sort of cheesy ideas, but it does work in some markets.
1: That's right, and that's uh, letter F, bandit signs that say things like instant offer or we buy homes for cash. Have your own uh, or call investors uh, already advertising like this to see what leads they're not closing on. So there's two sides to this, right? Have your own bandit signs to get your own calls, but also be aware, drive around and see who already has these signs out. They are probably investors that you should probably be networking with, right? So, there's always the give and take of this. And I like your previous point, Tim, where you're talking about don't just call up, you know, like a, a Jeff loan officer you were just talking about and say, hey, who do you know who needs to sell their house? You've got to be sending them business too. It's the law of reciprocity. So, know who these people are and also run your own bandit signs. You're going to get calls, just like the instant offer stuff. It's not just people that have ugly, smelly houses to sell, although you may have some of that. But so what? Maybe that's a flip for an investor or but for yourself. Silly. You'll also Let's have people drill who on just that. want to do the deal. Yeah, go ahead. Let's drill down on that.
0: So you guys are going to drive around. Some markets, you're going to see those signs and I want you to write the phone numbers down, call them. And Julie just touched on it, but I want to drill down so you guys didn't miss this point. You call them up and you, you say, listen, I work with, I, I'm work i active in the market. I come across folks sometimes that want to just sell their houses. I want to know if it's okay if I flip these leads to you. Of course, they're going to say yes. And then I want you to ask them, see what I'm doing there, guys? And then when I, I want you to ask them, say, what do you do with the folks that basically call you about one of your advertisements and decide not to take your offer, but still have a house to sell? What do you do with those leads you guys listening now how many if you're in some markets you're going to see those signs on every street corner you might even see them on billboards you might see them literally everywhere markets like that guys i want you to write all those phone numbers down and start calling those guys and ask what they do to their turn downs and i'm going to you know the people that basically turn them down And i'm going to scale that idea in your marketplace today, there are probably 20 investor meetups that happen on a regular basis. And there's private Facebook groups of investors. And what these guys do is they go on there and they, they'll say, hey, look, I came across this property. I don't want it. Does anyone else want it? Sometimes they do flipping contracts. They do all kinds of stuff. It doesn't matter. Don't get your head wrapped around it. You go there, and your job is to seek listings because they're going to say, "I came across this nice couple, and they don't, you know, they didn't want my offer, but they're still interested in selling." And they'll send it to you. You send it to them. This is free, but it does take you getting off your butt and making an offer, uh, making an effort. Letter G: New construction model homes. Builders will often sell these. Uh, to, uh, builder, oh, models, yes. So builders will often sell their models and lease them back. Um, while well, you build equity as the de- development goes. So there's an idea. I mean, you could go and buy a model house that the builder has. The models are almost always sold. They're almost always great deals, and uh, the builder will lease them back. But again, we've talked in this before about how to work the new construction uh, home reps so keep that in mind as well. those people can be great sources of business. Be expecting them to turn you down for the first ten times that you ask them for business, but don 't back off. Keep on asking the best way for you guys to generate uh, loyalty or a sense of reciprocity with anybody is bring them something first. So we talked before about investors. we talked before about loan officers. we talked before about business managers, about accountants, about anybody. Bring them somebody first, but tim i don 't have any leads. Do an open house, pick up a phone, make some calls, make some effort, guys, and then just basically say, hey, look, I know you you, meet, you do an open house this weekend, I, you run into 10 buyers and you you know five of them are, you know, they're sort of wishy-washy, but they're all looking for a loan, all might be interested in a loan. Package all those up and then basically take them to your loan officers that you're trying to get in with and then hand those loans off. What hap- Hand those leads off. Hopefully they follow up with them, but the point is, is if you do that a couple times, they're going to start sending you business. This is how it works. When you listen to Julie and I interview any of our top producing superstars, you'll always hear that they do business this way. When they say centers of influence and past clients, they're not just talking about their friends and family. They're talking about mainly, they're talking about their professional networks. So Julie, we have I think uh, time for letter H.
1: Yes, letter H is charitable groups and churches. They often actually receive gifts of real estate. They cash it out instead of keeping it, right? So think about maybe, you know, somebody doesn't have any relatives they want to leave their house to. They know they're about to pass away, so they just will it to the church. Well, there's only so many houses the churches need to put their clergy in, (laughs) or maybe this isn't their cup of tea. So they cash it out and then put the funds back into the church. So that's one avenue and then charitable groups in general i mean how many times have we heard agents say how do i raise my average sale price well start doing charity work be around people who have that kind of money and many of them are guess what real estate investors so um lots of different angles with that i kind of combine that into i'm going to skip down
0: I, I know you have yeah. to get to your uh, get to the premier call julie so you can bounce yep. i'm going to get to point it. number k guys this and, I'm, and we've already talked about um uh, letter H, this is all going to go on the website, was talking about builders and uh, sales managers for builders and whatnot. K is an interesting point. And again, I, uh, that it's the second to last point. Nursing homes, assisted living facilities. Did you know that in the country, one of the fastest, if not the fastest, sector of uh, real estate investment is on these assisted living facilities? Okay, how about this? Did you know? That most of the people that live in those places have most of their rent subsidized by the government. So, in other words, for you to get into one of these new, wonderful, and some of them are very resort like places, for the most part, you have to have somewhat limited income. You have to have something that's just above Social Security. And if you make too much money, you can't get in there. You guys get the point? And so, what happens a lot of times is somebody will say, I want to be, you know, I want to live here, and they have too many assets, and then they'll have to sell their house. So you guys can work with the folks that basically manage the nursing homes and assisted living facilities and ask for listing leads from them. And the other thing that happens sometimes is nursing homes. So assisted living is one thing, um, and then nursing homes is another one. Nursing homes, this is an interesting business. You will basically, you know, maybe, you, again, you guys will come across this. You'll, professionally, you'll, you'll see how this works. But here's the bottom line. Nursing homes, same deal. But what happens with nursing homes is they often will get control of the asset because you'll be, you know, someone who will live in a nursing home and they will have to pledge all their assets to that nursing home in order to basically not have to, to basically pay, you know, how do I say this nicely, so that they can afford to stay there. And so they'll have to sign over their house. They'll have to sign over whatever it is. And so all their assets go to the nursing home. That's the reason you see some folks, what they do is prior to actually considering going to a nursing home, they move their assets out their name so they, you know, give them to their children, they, this, the other thing, so that when they go and apply to the nursing home, they have no assets. Well, nursing homes and assisted living facilities are a great place for you guys to go and ask for business. Um, this one wasn't on Julie's list, but I've had a number of coaching clients that do this. This one's kind of weird, but I'm just to throw it out there. I had a coaching client, actually, and he was getting most of his business from funeral homes now he had come from a family that owned funeral homes so he was comfortable with it I'm not sure I would be but he was and so he knew all the local funeral home directors in his marketplace and essentially that's what he would basically get his business from someone would pass away obviously the family would maybe come back into town to you know do uh, tend to the funeral of whomever and that person who was essentially helping to arrange the funeral might be another great source for that family to say who do you suggest to basically possibly help me sell this asset or this house or things like that are we are we planting the seeds are you guys starting to see the opportunities that are everywhere so here's a simple fact if you're feeling like you don't have any leads it's your fault if you're feeling like you have to buy leads it's just because you're being lazy we've just given you a list and then we didn't even give them all to you we've just given you a list of what 10 15 20 ideas where you can go to get business and not one of those costs you money how about that (laughs) Now, someone's going to think to themselves, but Tim, none of these are about buyers. That's right. Why? Because we want you focusing on listings. When you have one listing in some markets, you're going to have like 20 buyer leads within like two seconds, right? So guys, do not – Think that your highest and best energies have to be going towards buyers every day. Some of you guys have pissed away your entire summers chasing buyers, and now you're frustrated. Maybe you're burned down on buying real estate. Maybe you've been listing. I'm uh, burned out being in real estate. You know, Inman did an article the other day. How you know if you should get out of the real estate business? Well, I'll tell you how you know if all you're doing is working with buyers. Look, guys, the only leverage in real estate is being in, uh, working as a listing agent. The only leverage. And by leverage, I mean where you get your life back. By leverage, I mean where you start having consistent cash flow. By leverage, I mean you have the consistent cash flow that actually can produce for you the ability to basically become rich where your money works for you. You no longer have to work for your money. Learn how to be a listing agent. Whatever is going on in your professional life, I want you to completely reorder things and say, I must learn how to be a listing agent. That has to be your number one priority. If, you are fa- if you're chasing buyers, I'm telling you without a shadow of a doubt that your future is not going to be anywhere near as bright as if you are focusing your best energies on being listing agents. And this is a perfect time of year to start focusing on being listings because, again, as I said at the top of today's show, you have so many people that are basically going into part-time or no-time status, so your competition is going to go away. They're going into hibernation mode. Um, and then, look, guys, less competition means more opportunity for you. If there's anything we can do for you, I want you to feel free to email Julie and I directly. Tim at tim and Julie dot com or Julie at tim and Julie dot com. Um, and if you guys need a free coaching call, if you need help, I want you to go to free coaching calls for agents dot com, free coaching calls for agents dot com, and get registered uh, for a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. In the meantime, your homework is to go to Amazon and please buy our book and please give us a great review. We really sincerely appreciate the support and helping make uh, Harris Rules the number one best seller, um, and that's I have to say, it exceeded our expectations, and we really sincerely appreciate it. If there's ever anything we can do for you guys, feel free to email us directly, Tim at Tim and dot com or Julie at Tim and dot com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs,